listening to the White Oak Houston podcast, the official podcast of White Oak Baptist Church in Houston, Texas. White Oak exists to help people come alive to the wonder of the gospel and fully follow Jesus. For more information, please visit us online at whiteoakchurch.net. White Oak Houston podcast. This is Pastor James, and with me, as always, is Pastor John. And uh, in this podcast, we just like to cover all kinds of topics and questions related to the Christian faith. And uh, many of the topics that we cover, uh, you guys have asked yourselves. And so, if you ever have a topic that you would love for us to cover, you can email us at info at whiteoakchurch.net. We would love to cover it on a future podcast. And as a quick note, we would love if you would just take a quick moment to go online and rate our podcast. Um, if you find any enjoyment out of it, we're trying to get the word out. So we would love for you to just take a quick moment to rate it. But today we're going to cover an interesting topic, and it's one that I think we've all felt some awkwardness related to. It's a natural uh, human response to this, and it's this idea of inviting people to church. I don't know what it is, but it can be a very awkward thing sometimes, it can be a very difficult thing, and yet we know it's a good thing to do. Um, so let's start it out this morning with Pastor John. John, why do we invite people to come to church? So um I think that it's more important than ever before in our culture to invite people to church. And I'm going to give you a few reasons why. And so we're going to provide you with some tips for how you can invite someone to church effectively. But before I do that, I just want to explain kind of the why behind it. So I kind of build the the passion in your heart for it. And the first reason we invite people to come visit our church, wherever we're attending, is number one, because people need it. As a As a pastor, people often open up to me and um, what I've learned, man, is everyone has needs, everyone has problems, everyone has sin, everyone has struggles that require God's guidance. And if you think that people around you don't need God in their life and don't need a local church, you just don't know them very well. And I, I don't mean to offend you if you've got like longtime friends, like, oh, they're fine without God. Like, you just don't know them that well. You, you don't really realize what's going on in their life. I hate to say it. And so all people need God. Like, it's the greatest need that all of us have. And the, the more you get to know people, the more you realize that. Uh, people need it. Eternity is on the line. Heaven or hell are real places, and people are going there. And it's not based upon whether you're a good person or not. And so we want people to know the gospel and know the truth. And then also, we invite people to visit our church because you can share the gospel with someone, but even if you share the gospel just randomly with them, they're going to need a church family. They're going to need a church. Like, it's biblical. And so we invite people because if someone does follow Jesus, like we're called to be in a church. And so if they don't have a church, they need one. And hopefully that could be the one that you go to. So you invite your friends. Number two is uh, we invite people because people no longer just naturally go to church. Like it's not an expectation in American society. It's not bred in us in our culture. And so it's important more than ever to invite people today uh, because people are not naturally just going to go. It's not very common. And people are far more likely to go to a church if they know somebody there, right? Yeah. Instead of just walking to 200 people you do not know, if they know you and your family or your friends with them, then at least they know somebody there. That's a much better experience for them. Uh, you can also help them get familiar with the church. You can help get them acclimated in the church. And so we invite people because it's no longer just natural for people to go. Uh, number three, uh, we invite people because we like it. And if we like it, they probably will too, you know? 
if you like the church and you like the music and you think the preaching is helpful, like statistics show your friends are probably very much like you. (laughs) Our friends tend to be like us. And so if somebody like you likes the church and you're like, this is amazing. I love this place. I love these people. Then your friends are statistically more likely to like your church than the average person. And so you invite people because you like it and you enjoy it in the same way when you have a great product, you share it on, you know, Facebook or whatever, you talk about it, you know, my favorite pizza place, you know, it's like you, if you go to your church, you probably at least like something about it, right? So you invite people because it's just really good. It's an amazing thing. Number four, because it changes lives. Um, people can become new people full of God's hope and good plan if they get connected to a good church. The, the church is the hope of the world. It, it has everything mm-hmm. that people really, really need. Um, maybe not what we think we need sometimes, but what we really need. And so your friend, I mean, you can help them a little bit, but like if they get into a true relationship with the God of the universe, it will change their life in every single way for the better. And so that's why we invite people. And the last reason why we invite people, I've given you four other ones, but the fifth one is this, and this is the most important one. It is God's will for every Christian. Like God calls all of us to be reaching out to the people around us and to be hope bearers. Um, or I love as Lou Giglio calls it door holders, you know, yeah. for people into the faith. And so the Great Commission in Matthew 28, which we've been talking about um, in our most recent sermon series, uh, literally God trains up the disciples and said, okay, now it's your turn to go invite other people to become disciples. It's not just about you. And then in Romans 10, 14 through 15, um, he says, Paul says, how then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. And so literally for people to hear about Jesus and to to find the faith family they need, they need someone to tell them about it. And I think for the friends and the acquaintances that we have, um, hopefully we're, we're stepping up and willing to be those people. And so people just need the church. They need God so desperately. And so that's the reason why we invite people. Amen. Well, you talked about some of the motivational barriers I guess we have to get over. Really, when you think about inviting other people other people to church, it starts with ourselves. We need to recognize yeah. that like, you know, it starts here and it starts with that motivation to have God's heart and make God's heart our heart. But now very practically, uh, let's go into uh, some tips for inviting people to church. And I think you have uh, Pastor John's top five tips yeah. for non-awkwardly inviting people to this is church. Good, this is good stuff right this here. This is good content right here. Uh, so let's just kick it off. What's number one, Pastor John? Yeah, this is important. I think, I think every Christian, like most Christians, they want to invite their friends. They love their church and they would love nothing more. Man, when you invite someone, they come, it's the most amazing experience. It's exciting and you're hoping they're getting it, you know? Um, you're seeing God do a work in their life. And so the first tip is this though. And I think this is the one that I always forget. Pray for the people you are inviting. Okay. Pray for them. I always forget this. I'm like trying to invite them, make it like a fun place. And you know, you're gonna love this place. You know, it's like, (laughs) I know I preach, but the other guy preaches, you know, it's like, you'll love pastor James, stuff like that. Um, but pray for the people that you're inviting, um, and, and be praying for specific opportunities to invite people. In Philippians 4, 6 through 7, um, Paul says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, make your requests be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and mind in Jesus Christ. And we, we always say this in terms of anxiety or stress, or worry, or uncertain outcomes, but he says in everything by prayer. And so anything you're doing, this passage applies. So when you're inviting someone to church, and you're wanting them to come, and you're wanting their life to be changed by God, pray about that. 
Don't be anxious. Don't be worried about if they're going to say yes or no. Just be in prayer about it. And so be in prayer um, for the people you're inviting because it's also going to give you this like godly affection for the people you're inviting. Um, I think prayer is also important because it puts life into perspective. And so sometimes your friend's so busy, they've got a lot going on. Like, I don't want to bother them, you know. They've got a lot going on. I don't want to make them feel bad. But then when you pray and God opens your heart to the fact that, like, heaven and hell are on the line and that, like, God has such an amazing purpose for them beyond their job, beyond their money, beyond their family, it's like, no, no, I I need to invite them because that's what's really important for them. I think prayer also makes us more effective. And lastly, I think prayer also removes the pressure. Like, it, like you inviting people to church is, is in God's hands, right? We are the instrument, and he's the one that does the work. And so do not feel the pressure to have success in it. God is not looking for your results, only for your obedience. And so you don't need to feel bad if you invite someone and they say no or people never come because of your invitation. Um, God just wants you to be obedient. And you never know. I've had people who literally have come to church because a year ago somebody invited them. And when you, here's the thing, when you invite someone to church, no matter how they respond, the invitation never leaves their mind because it's weird and they're not used to having that happen usually. And so it kind of almost haunts them in a good way. And so even if there's not immediate fruit, um, you're planting a seed that God can use in the future. Amen. So number one is, is prayer, knowing that God goes with you and he's working in their heart. What's number two? Do not be weird or judgmental. That's number two. <laughs> so, 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 so do not be weird. Do not be pushy or cheesy. Don't, don't, you don't have to say it in a weird way. Um, you know, you don't have to, you know, like, like literally your invitation can literally be like this. And this is how I recommend people invite people. Like I go to this church. I love it. I think you might like it too. Here's an invite card. Check it out if you want to, right? Don't, don't, don't pressure them into it. Don't say they have to come or God's not going to love them. Um, don't be cheesy. Don't say it in a super spiritual way, unless they're maybe a super spiritual person, you know, like just say, I love this place. I love what God's doing in my life. And I would just love for you to maybe be a part of this. Come if you want to, um, don't be weird. Don't be judgmental. Don't, don't judge them if they don't come. Um, most people don't respond the first time. And so, um, don't make them feel bad if they don't come because what you're doing in that moment, um, is you're building a bridge with that person and you need to keep that connection open. And you do that scripture says through love, through grace, peace, patience, and gentleness. And so if they're not a Christian, especially they don't have the value of church. And so they don't get it quite yet, you know, so don't be judgmental. Don't be weird. Um, just offer a very casual, loving, clear invitation to your church. Very nice. All right. So we've got number one, number two. What's the third tip, Pastor John, for inviting people to church? This one's huge, man, um, because this is where most people, I feel like, fall short. Um, number three is be persistent, um, but not weird or judgmental, as I said earlier, because people usually do not respond the first time, especially non-Christians, right? Um, it's like the first time somebody ever asked you to do something you'd never done before or something you maybe thought was not something you would naturally do. Um, your natural response to something unfamiliar is just to reject it. And so we take often initial rejection as if they'll never come, but really the initial rejection oftentimes is just them, their natural guard up against the unfamiliar. We, we don't like the unfamiliar. We have like, we, part of us thinks that we'll be more safe if we do what's familiar in our life because we can control that. And for most people in my neighborhood and people that I interact with in our community, uh, they're not familiar with church. And my generation is the people who like, my generation's parents are the ones who fell away from church. And so a lot of my generation, they have no background. We're not trying to get them back into church. They did not grow up in church. And if they did, it was maybe a Christmas Easter kind of vibe. 
And so they don't have a framework for what that looks like. And when most people think of a church, they think of like a boring, for honest, a boring Catholic service. That's what they think about, you know, or, or a boring, old, judgmental, crusty Baptist yeah. preacher talking about don't drink alcohol. Like that's the, cause, cause literally all that, like, we don't know why they only refer to like the cliches of Hollywood, but that's all they've ever seen. Cause they've never been to a real church, you know? And so be persistent. They don't respond the first time. Don't be naggy. Don't be um, un, don't be unkind. Um, but but if people don't respond, that's not bad on your part. That's just normal. Um, in John four, the woman at the well, um, she does not respond to Jesus' invitation for living water at first because she didn't know what it was. Right? Um, she didn't respond to his invitation at first, and he was God. So literally, she turned down God. Right? So it, it's not just you. Right? Um, also, uh, she didn't, re- she didn't respond at first because, uh, she didn't realize he was talking about truly spiritual things. And so, uh, so often people don't see church as spiritual. They see it as like, you know, moral shaping. And so really they don't realize like the divine importance of somebody inviting them quite yet. And so usually the first time you invite someone, they won't think it's a big deal. They think it's a casual thing. But as you continue a relationship with them and invite them to different things in the future, um, eventually they'll begin to think, man, maybe this is a bigger deal than I originally thought because they keep asking me. Uh, And what you just need to know is no one is inviting them in their life probably to anything big, anything important or anything divine. And so everyone's offering them very basic, worldly, you know, unfulfilling things. And you're the one who's like almost kind of picking, like kind of intriguing them about maybe this God thing, there's something to it, Right. And so over time, I think if you kind of are lovingly persistent, I believe most people will show up at least one time. They'll give you a shot, right? Um, And hopefully we're preaching a good sermon that day, you know? But be persistent um, because most people don't respond the first time. Hmm. I love it. Something you said often is invitations change the world, and certainly invitations change people's lives, and we have to remember that and be persistent in that. All right, so what's uh, number four tip for inviting someone to church? Uh, take advantage of holidays, church events, and church invite resources. If you're a part of a good, gospel-centered, Great Commission church, um, they should be making it somewhat easy for you to have opportunities where it's just easier to invite people. So Easter services are great times. I think you should invite every friend you have for Easter. Um, share your church's you know Facebook event. You know if you have one of those, literally invite. You can invite people to events. Like you can be personally invite them on Facebook. Um, send them an email. Um, you know, if your church has invite resources, like we do, we have a whole station of invite, uh, material and cards. Um, take those like, if you hand somebody a card, I believe they're twice as likely to actually, actually come. Right. Cause we're inundated with information nowadays in our brain. Um, but we have something like a hard copy thing in your hand. It just kind of sticks around and it's visually appealing. Um, other church events like, uh, church lunches, outreach events, um, anything that, that they can be a part of. If you have like a giving initiative in your church where you're giving to something, invite them to give to that, you know, if they want to make a difference or something. So um, just take advantage of the things that your church is doing. Don't do it alone. Like like be a part, like, like literally Jesus gave the Great Commission to a team of disciples. It wasn't one person. And so um, work with your church, work within the rhythms of your church, um, and, and use the resources your church is providing to make it easy for you because they're trying to equip you for success in inviting people to church. Yeah, exactly. I was just going to say, like, we, we know that it can be hard to invite someone to church. We think through these things. Even as it's a pastor, for us, absolutely, yeah. yeah. And so we, we like to develop things that, that makes it easier for yeah. you to invite people. So I love the invite cards, just having it in your hand, handing it off to someone. All right, John, so, so round us out. What's the last one? Uh, the last one is literally just do it. Um, it 
when you've not done something before, um, it's hard to do. And a lot of times what happens is, is the reason why it seems so hard is because we haven't ever done it. And inviting people to church is like riding a bike. It's like, you know, working out. It's like playing the guitar. You get better as you do it. And the reason why maybe you don't feel confident in it is because you haven't done it. Um, maybe the first people you invite, it doesn't go super well, but you'll get better at it. You'll read people better. Uh, you'll be more effective. One thing I always like to point out is like, even as a pastor, I'm not a natural evangelist. Like evangelist is not my spiritual gift. And I find a lot of pastors ironically don't have the gift of evangelism. It's a lot of the, the lay people in the church. And part of it's because as a pastor, we're kind of written off by society. You know, we're good with church people. That's why we're pastors. And really, it's the lay people, the servants, the members and deacons of the church that are really good at drawing people in because they're grinding a job just like you, but they're also really involved in their church and stuff. And so um, I would just say, don't make it complicated. Literally just say, hey, look, like I said earlier, I like this church. You might like it too. You know, I really think God could do something in your life. Like, come see if this church could be the place where you could find God's plan for your life. Um, When you do this, you'll be surprised. Most people are so excited when you invite them. I always think someone's going to persecute me or stone me or something, you know, or like judge me, but that's just like not true. Like I've never had a bad experience inviting somebody, even if they don't come, they're always weirdly honored that I invited them. Like, like in our culture, that's still like a sense of like, oh, you care for me or, you know, you're thinking of me or, or at least you actually believe in something, right? No one's inviting them to anything else because no one believes in anything enough to invite them in anything else. No one's excited about anything, right? But you are. And so I would just say, you just have to do it. And I think as you do it, you'll, you'll become more comfortable with it over time. Um, I'm not great at this either. I love what you said earlier where it's like, you know, we're not good at this. We're growing this area even as pastors. Um, you know, I don't want you to feel condemned here if you're listening to this and you've never invited somebody or you feel awkward about it. Like we're all in it together, you know, but we're in it together. And so I would just say um, after, you go, after you're praying for the people and you're trying to do the right way to do it, just know at some point you've got to jump off the ledge and just kind of invite somebody. But just know as you do it, it'll become more comfortable for you. And eventually, hopefully, you'll be one of the Christians who, like, the happiest Christians I know are the people, are the ones that invite their friends into the church, into a relationship with Jesus, and they actually see lives being changed as a result of God's work through them. So just do it. Just try it. And I think that the experience will be so great, it'll become a rhythm in your life. Awesome. Well, these are very helpful and and practical tips for any Christian to be a part of, really, when you think about it, changing people's lives and and, and getting them on track to discover all that they are in Christ. And so, uh, Pastor John, if you don't mind giving us any final thoughts uh, that you may have on inviting people to church. Yeah, so if you're listening to this right now, and you're a Christian, and you're a a member of a local church like God has called you to be, I, I believe no matter who you are, who you're listening, or, or you know where you're listening to this from, you are called by God, and you are specifically positioned for God to impact lives through you. Like you are where you're at in the relationships with the people that you're in relationships with because God has positioned you there for great impact, and you need to know that. And you need to live out that calling. I believe with everything in me, that most of what we think are setbacks in our life are really setups. Like I, I really believe that even the places in our life that did not go as planned, maybe it was sin, maybe something happened, maybe you made a mistake, maybe somebody wronged you, but God's still going to use it, right? 
um, our free will and God's sovereignty are not in contradiction with each other. They're, they're one in the same. Like God is using both of those things to do great things in your life. And so whoever you're in a relationship with, you're there for a reason. And that reason ultimately is to, is to help them find God. That's the most important thing you can do for them. And so I believe that for all of us, the same way, you know, when you go on a mission trip and it's exciting and it's adventurous and we come back to our, you know, normal life and it's not as exciting, that's our fault, not God's fault. Like every day of your life can be an exciting mission trip if you're willing to open your eyes and see the people God is calling you to impact, right? Um, every place in America is a good place to, to share the gospel and plant a church because every place is a massive need in our world today, right? So um, I would just say that um, God has positioned you where you're at to reach the people around you. And I would just encourage you to pray about that and to open your eyes to the people that God wants you to reach because literally your life can have massive eternal impact. And I know that's both our hope and prayer uh, for all the people listening to this as well as for our lives as well. So I would say, um, you know, put these tips into practice, but ultimately believe that God is guiding your life um, and that God wants you to engage the people around you in spiritual and eternal things. Amen. Well, thank you so much, Pastor John, for that very helpful um, set of advice and tips for uh, practically inviting people uh, to church in our context. Um, and thank you guys for listening. Uh, as always, if you have any questions that you'd like us to cover or any topics you want us to cover in a future podcast, you can email us at info at whiteoakchurch.net. Uh, we'd also love for you to take a moment to go online and review our podcast and just uh, share a quick uh, little blurb of how we've impacted you if, if, if this podcast has done so in any way. And uh, we just thank you again for listening. And until next time, keep listening.